popping the lid on all things real estate with Tina Miller Light and Sherry Ann Houser Bush. Your place to pop in and learn all about the home buying and selling process in a fun and lighthearted manner. Happy Thirsty Thursday, everybody. It's Sherry Ann Houser Bush and, and Tina Miller Light. How are you guys today? Hopefully, everyone's doing fabulous like we are. Okay, so I get to start off with a joke. Okay, tell you me. Ready? Yep. Okay. I'm trying to learn the alphabet, but I can't get past X. I don't know why. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you think? Good one? Oh, it was good. It was something. It was something. I'm so going to score <laughs> that a 7 out of 10. Oh, okay. I mean, that's not bad. It's not bad. It could be worse. It'll get better. It'll get better. So what are we talking about today? Well, you guys... We're going to follow up on our peanut butter and jelly fundraiser. It's been a few weeks now since we went out and we made that donation. And so yesterday we had the honor of going out to Pavarello House and touring the facility. And holy wow, Batman, this place is cool. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, You know, they've been there. We'll go through the history, but... For as many years as the Pavarello House has been there and established, I really had, personally, I had no idea what, what everything that they have there, you know, and all the offerings that they, they have there for homeless men and women here in our community. So it was, it was really something to take a tour and to really, you know, see what, what they're doing out there. Yeah, I think the thing that most impressed me when we pulled in, well, first of all, the little security guy, when we came in, there's a security person when you pull in, he like helps you out. And he was previously incarcerated and he was like the least scary. I mean, he was all tattooed up, his face and everything. And he was like the nicest, nicest guy. And I said, you, if you're security, you need to be a little scarier. I mean, and then just walking the grounds and seeing all the people there that were taking advantage of the services. And it was a happy, calm and peaceful environment. Yes, I agree. And I was so impressed by that. Y'all, this place, you need to do yourselves a favor and you need to go out, take a tour and see how you can get involved. Um, Such a great service. Yeah, I mean, they... We what we found out and one of the biggest things we came away with yesterday was definitely the need for volunteers and um, the need for donations mm-hmm. and what type of donations they need. So right. So and forgive us because this is a lot of facts and so we're gonna pretty much read some of this stuff off of our list. But we want you to know that Pavarello House was founded by a gentleman named. Mike McGarvin, um, who became Papa Mike in 1973. And so he was homeless on the streets of San Francisco. And the homelessness there is so bad. I mean, that's not somewhere where you want to be homeless. But he was into drinking and drugs and some violence. Mm -hmm. And he stumbled into a coffee house that was ran by... A priest and they served kind of the impoverished people of San Francisco 
And he asked him to, you know, come in and volunteer. And it changed his life. Yeah. I mean, he probably didn't. It's funny how you run into people, like, with intention. Like, you know, we're all meant to. God has a plan for all of us, or, you know, if you believe that. And it's already planned out. But it's interesting how people come into in and out of your life that we're always meant to in a way or another. And so clearly meeting this priest when he was at his lowest mm-hmm. um, really made him do a 360 and changed his life to where eventually he ended up giving back the same type of services. Yeah. The answer to his problems was in serving others. Yes. And I, I mean, for me personally, I love to serve others whenever I'm feeling down or something. It was just so much power in getting out of yourself and realizing that you're a very small, unimportant fish in a big pond. And it's really all about helping other people. And when you can, when you're serving others and you're helping others, your problems just seem so small. Yeah, that is true. Makes you more grateful for and grateful and um, more self-aware of everything that you do have and how fortunate you are. Yeah. So several years later, Mike married Mary. Mary. Mike and Mary. Mike and Mary. And Mary eventually became Mama Mary. So you got Papa Mike and Mama Mary. Wasn't there a Mama Mary's pizza place in Clovis at one time? Oh, it's Mother Mary's. Mother Mary. Mary. Yeah. Yeah, I think different, different people yeah different Marys because <laughs> there's more than one Mary in Fresno yes I'm sure so he married Mary and moved to Fresno where he became a, f- a photographer and was still searching for a way he, he became a what a photographer sorry <laughs> 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 you teed us so So he became a photographer. A photographer. <laughs> he took photographs. I just had a small pack of uh, famous Amos chocolate chip cookies. Oh, God. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and uh, so they got married, and um, he was always searching for a way to, you know, give back. And um, so that's when him and his wife, Mary, started handing out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in Chinatown here in Fresno and letting people know that they cared for them. So I think I remember when we did the peanut butter and jelly drive and we went to down to the Pavarella house to uh, drop off the donations that mm-hmm. were collected. She told us, uh, Christina, who runs um, a lot of their, I don't know if she's marketing and things like that, she told us at that time that the Pavarello house started with handing out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So that definitely is a staple there, a staple item there at uh, the Pavarello house. Well, yeah, that's how it was kind of built because he started, he named, first of all, he named Pavarello house after that little coffee shop in San Francisco that was called Pavarello. And then that's kind of how he got started. It's like, I'm just going to go out and make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I'm going to pass them out yeah. to the homeless. Um, who knew it was going to grow into something so incredible and amazing, which we're going to get into. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you're a person listening to this and 
you feel like you can't accomplish your goals, what, regardless of what your history is, I don't care if you've been in jail, you're an alcoholic, you're a drug addict, whatever your lot in life is, and if you feel like you can't accomplish something, I want you to consider what this person who was homeless on the streets of San Francisco, drugs, alcohol, Lord knows what kind of violence, I don't know, but turned his life completely around and built this incredible, amazing thing. You can do it too. Yeah, I mean, talk about having compassion for others. Mm -hmm. You know, he lived it and then he understood it and wanted to help others. Yeah, repay. Repay. to repay. So then in, let's see, he he started handing out the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and other people started joining in and they obtained a storefront building at that time and named it the Pavarello House. Then in 1974, the first uh, Pavarello House building was acquired. Um, unfortunately, a year later, that house burnt down and Papa Mike returned to the street to minister. Yep, the street ministry. And then in 76, the second Pavarello House building was acquired, and his services that he offered included holiday meals, sandwiches, snacks, clothing, hospital transportation, and they provided telephone access. But unfortunately, in 1977, they were evicted. And then Papa Jerry, Papa Jerry, I'm so sorry. I have a client, you guys, named Papa Jerry. He's always on my mind. So, sorry for that. That's what I called him. But uh, 1977, they got evicted from that building. And Papa Mike uh, wanted to build a homeless day shelter south of Atura Avenue. And that got declined. But in 1981, they received the donation of their current property, <laughs> current property <laughs> where they're at now at 412 F Street. And, you know, interesting, we found out yesterday that the city actually closed down that portion of F Street. Mm -hmm. So you, at one point you would be able to drive down the street and park on either side of the street, but at some point they closed it off completely to make it kind of their outdoor covered shelter area for the Pavarello house. Right, so when you pull in, you've got security there. The the, the non-scary guy who's going to let you come in, um, there's a, like a, not lockers, but there's like some cubby things for you to put your stuff. And then there's, <laughs> the coolest thing for me being a dog lover is they had these dog kennels because a lot of homeless people do have their pets and that's a big comfort for them. And so they have these heating and cooled dog kennels and they provide you with a, a padlock and you can put your your pets there while you're out looking for a job or if you're using the shower services or you're doing your laundry or playing a game of basketball or what whatever so that street where it's closed that's kind of where all that's at and there's some picnic tables solar panels yeah you know what i thought was interesting for all of you that know uh miss sherry bush you know, she's a complete um, animal lover, um, specifically dogs she has a connection with. And we, when we walked up, 
uh, without an escort. We're just kind of trying to find um, the gal that we were meeting with. We saw the uh, the dog kennels and the dogs in the kennels. And, you know, Sherry doesn't know these dogs. She just walks right up, sticks her fingers in the kennel. <laughs> I thought for sure you're going to get your fingers bit off. But they Never were not nice. a dog that didn't like me. I'm just saying. Yeah, they were sweet. But I think those daytime kennels for their animals, they can put them there if they're, you know, needing a, a safe place for their animal while they go out and maybe look for work or have meetings uh, with their counselors, um, take showers, whatever it is that they uh, need kind of like a little daycare, doggy daycare. And they were um, air conditioned, right? Those little kennels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a great service. So in 1982, they opened Sisters of the Holy Cross, which was going to be their first clinic, and that provided minimal health care services. And then in 1984, the Holy Cross Center for Women and Children was built on the campus, and that provided, or still provides, a daytime shelter. It's providing counseling and referral services, education, um, vocational training. They give clothing distribution, and you have laundry, you have a shower services and social activities. They do have it set up where the men have certain hours that they're allowed to shower and then the women get to shower at a completely different hour. And so that's kind of an easy kind of thing for them to be able to go in and do in a yeah, and that safe holy, environment. Yeah, and that Holy Cross Center is for women and children, right? Yes. Yeah. So then in 1989, the Pavarella House expanded, um, renovating their main building, kitchen and clinic expansion, uh, providing laundry, shower, and clothing like Sherry had mentioned. Um, one thing when we were there yesterday, uh, we got to tour the clothing warehouse where, um, I don't know if it, a lot of people know this, but you can take donations to the Pavarella House just like you would you know, any other type of um, nonprofit organization that's asking for donations. They pretty much take everything. But um, they have a, a specific area where they have volunteers go through all the clothing and they fold the clothes, they put tags on them with the whatever size uh, the clothing is, and then they give the um, clients, people coming through, the opportunity to walk up and down and pick out specific items that would fit them and fit their needs. So I thought that was pretty cool how they, you know, take the time to um, organize everything so it's a lot simpler process. Yeah, volunteer ran. Um, This place is ran by primarily volunteers, and I believe the number was 35% of the staff there is from the men's rehabilitation program. So they've been incarcerated, they're coming out of jail, they're going through the rehab program, turning their lives around, want to give back. So now they're working here at the Pavarello House, and that's just such a huge testament to the work that the Pavarello House is doing with the with the rehabilitation programs that oh, they yeah. offer. And just in a non-judgmental way, when we were talking to Christina yesterday, she was telling us the doors are open from 
can't remember the exact hours, but she said they open the gates, people come in, they don't ask them any questions, they come in, they hang out, charge their phones, bring their dogs, play some basketball, take a nap, go to the cafeteria, eat, and, and do whatever they need to do. They're not harassed, they're not judged, they have all these incredible services that are available to them to help change their lives. Yeah. So cool. And I thought it was interesting. They provide a place for them to be able to receive mail. Yes. That was a big thing, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not a lot of, you know, homeless people probably have a place where they can, you know, identify as a receiving mail. But um, they do provide those services there at the Pavarello House. Yep. Uh, in 1990... They established their formal rehabilitation and volunteer programs, which we just kind of touched on. In 1995, they started the transitional home for its men's drug and alcohol rehab program. And they also, which I love this, they built a home for Papa Mike and Mama Mary on the Pavarello campus. Now, this campus is six acres. Mm -hmm. And a... I can't remember the exact number of buildings that are on that property. I want to say 44. I, I'm not positive about that, so please don't like hold me to it. But there's a lot of buildings on there between the different shelters, like the women's shelters and the rehab program and the cafeteria, the laundry room, and the... Um, Homes for, we'll get to that. Yeah, and just the offices that hold the administrative staff. Um, I believe yesterday she told us by the end of this year of 2023, they will be, they're predicted to have close to 150 employees, Mm -hmm. staff members working there. There are positions available. I went online and I looked this morning if anybody's looking for a job. There are some positions available. Um, you can go online, download, mm-hmm. not the application, but you can download the little kind of sheet that tells you the, what the requirements and more about the job and then reach out. So if anybody's looking, highly, highly recommend going and checking out there and doing some good in the world. It'll make your heart happy. Absolutely. Then it looks like early 2000, so 2002, they open Naomi's house, and Naomi is for the women. Mm-hmm. And there's 34 overnight beds there for overnight shelter for single homeless women. Yeah, needed. So they keep them separate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next year, the following year in 2003, they acquired additional property and established their food warehouse. So we did we did get to go in to the food warehouse as well, and they had people moving constantly the whole time we were standing there you know bringing in um, pallets of food that they receive daily on a daily basis you know what else we saw tina what all that peanut butter and jelly you guys donated to us that's right which is what's kind of (laughs) inspired today's podcast as a matter of fact i think in the kitchen they were making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when we were there well that's just they were always going to be making peanut butter and jelly that's kind of their foundation yeah. It's the peanut, it's peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter <laughs> jelly time. Ooh, yeah, we, yeah, we. Okay, sorry, I just uh, digressed. That's okay. So on the food um, distribute, they receive 
They received items from partners, so partnerships, organizations that um, bring in close to expired type of foods. I forget exactly what she said right. in addition they, to that. But. They don't take expired food, but no. if it's if it's nearing, and I found it interesting that she says 7-Up delivered some stuff yesterday and things that just aren't selling. Oh, I mean, yeah. So there are, are corporations mm-hmm. that are coming and they're donating this stuff. I mean, what a great thing to donate it instead of just letting it go to waste. Yeah, I agree. So love that. Love that. Uh, 2004, the Village excuse me, Village of Home Emergency Shelter was established to enable the homeless people to sleep off the streets in a community setting. So that's kind of cool that they can come in and sleep, you know, during the day and be off the streets. Yeah. And then in 2006, a couple of years later, they established the first Papa Mike's Cafe, um, which they established in the dining room, and it provided three course meals to their clients, complete with menus and servers. That's so great if you think yeah. about it. These people get to come in, and they get to sit down and be treated so humanely the way that they deserve to be treated. And yeah. Just sit down and have and have somebody come and, what can I do for you? What do you need? Let me serve you. Yep. I love that. You've got to think that here's what bothers me. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You guys don't be calling me and hating on me for what I'm about to say. But homeless people, a lot of them are homeless because they're mentally ill. I hear, oh, they're lazy. They don't want to work. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Are there some like that? Yes. But I feel like the vast majority of homeless people are down on their luck or there's some kind of mental illness that needs to be addressed and there's a a reason why they're in a position that they're in. Yeah, and that's, I think, why they've established, Pavarella House has established those services. Right, and even if these people, because, you know, I had somebody say to me yesterday, well, they're mentally ill because they're on crack and all this stuff. Okay. I'm sure some of that's true too, but guess what? You get the Pavarello house and you're getting the help that you need to address these demons. Mm -hmm. And it's just so amazing. All of the help the Pavarello house is providing to these people in a non-judgmental way. Come in. We love you as you are. Let us help you. And they also have an outreach um, program where they send... They send an outreach team to various locations within the city. Um, if they get a phone call or if they're made aware that there's, you know, homeless camped out in different various areas, they will go out to those areas and talk with them and, you know, give them maybe some toiletry items or something to see if there's anything they need. So I think. You know, they're establishing contact with people that way as well. Yeah, trying to get them moved. Or just trying to get them the help that yeah. they need. And they, she also mentioned that, um, you know, they've been able to reconnect people with their families that maybe 
over time they migrated from another state and they ended up here so by going out and talking with them they've been able to you know make that connection for them with family that were concerned about them and you know so I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, that's an amazing thing. Yeah, I think she said that they flew somebody, forget what state, but yeah, put them on a plane, flew them back to their family, reunited them. And yeah. That's just so great. Now we're going to get into, it looks like they uh, at that point they started getting into um, fundraising type of things, you know, to help. It's a lot to the organization to run without you know help of donations and fundraisers so speaking of running yeah speaking, of, speaking running. of running in 2013 they had their first annual feed the hungry 5k i need to do that i was gonna say were you here I, in 2013 um i was but i i think in 2013 i was on my one of my mini running hiatuses because i'm perpetually injured so from now on, we can count on you. To this year should be the third, the tenth annual. Do they already have it? I don't. I will we'll have, have to find look, out. But if I'm doing yeah. it, you're doing it. I don't. I can't do a five k. But Wait, well, they, why can't you do a five k? Five k? Yeah, it's three miles, Tina. Oh, okay. We're not asking. You don't have to run. Okay, walk fast. We, can, we, we don't even have to walk fast. It's a fundraiser. Oh, okay. Just put on your walking shoes. Bring your freaking water bottle. Why do bottle? they call it a 5K if it's only three miles? Oh, my goodness gracious. I am not a marathon runner. <laughs> it's so kilometers. Means, oh, kilometers. So that means... <laughs> so... <laughs> anywho. Oh, man. <laughs> Woo, mercy, mercy. Moving on. <laughs> the map. Point was introduced, MAP, in 2015, which stands for Multi-Agency Access Program. And that is funded by the Fresno County Department of Behavioral Health at no cost. So it does assist clients with links to the government resources that give them access to housing, behavioral health, physical health, food, and transportation. So... One of the things that we saw yesterday, and I'm not sure if this is the same thing as this map thing, but she was telling us one of the buildings is you can come in and they can help you. It's like a one-stop shop if you need uh, your birth certificate or any of these government forms or housing assistance. You can go in and they will assist you in getting all of that stuff. Somebody just sneezed. I, I don't know if that came across to you guys. Any it other was, room? It was it very was, loud. It was not us. <laughs> <laughs> it was our it was our assistant. <laughs> Mr. Derek Bacon was sneezing. Our sound time. assistant. <laughs> so, and they will, they do have transportation. So if you need to go downtown to one of these government buildings for something, they will transport you out there but there really is just this one place you can go like okay this is what i need and they they will yeah they will help you get it they'll help with you said birth certificates drivers or uh, id identification things like that i wonder if i can go in there and have them do it for me i hate going down there i hate going downtown (laughs) hey um i need a copy of my birth certificate the social security card my divorce like yeah, possibly. They got connections. 
And then uh, in 2016, they had their first Gift of Hope Gala. Yeah, so that's going to be one of their good fundraisers that they had. And then in 2017, they had a Raise the Roof campaign to help um, raise funds to build a new food warehouse, which we got to see. And it yeah, was and that thing is huge. It, amazing. Yeah, it can hold a lot of food products. I was impressed yes. by the size of that thing. All yep. of this on six acres, too. On one campus. Just yes. everything is right there. So recently, when COVID hit... She said this was around the time that a new um, director came in to the Pavarello house, right? Mm -hmm. And since then, he's really been able to move them forward pretty quickly. Yeah. As far as growth and bringing in, um, you know, making things bigger and better. So uh, in 2020, their Village of Hope got a facelift. So the Village of Hope would probably be encompass all of that there where the covered area is and where they can come in during the day, I, get no, their laundry done, or what's the no, Village of Hope? I, I think the Village of Hope was where those, is the pallet, the oh. little pallet houses. Oh, okay. So if you guys can envision army barracks, only like single story, they're very small, um, but they're probably more like row houses. They look like tough sheds. They look like tough sheds, but they're not. They they actually, at one point, they were using the tough sheds, but they were incredibly hot. And so the reason they call them pallet houses is because they arrived on pallets. They're not built out of pallets. I thought this was what it was. I and did, then too. I felt like an idiot. I'm like, you built houses out of pallets? <laughs> no, that's not what happened. But they're really cool. And they're, they're private little area. And... They're very well maintained. The people, you know, they're taking care of them. I think that's one of the requirements is that to be there, you just have to take care of yourself, take care of your surroundings, and take care of others. But they have a bed, like a little, looks like a twin-size bed, and then there's some cubby holes in it to hold some of your stuff. You have heat, you have air, you have lighting, you have lighting, and you oh, have electrical. place to charge yeah. your your cell phone or whatever. And, you and have. that'll house up to sixty five men and women nightly. Now, is that where she was talking about? Um, you're required to meet with yes case managers for up to ninety days. Yeah, you can stay. Okay. You can stay in the pallet house. For up to 90 days, you are required to meet regularly with your case manager. You have to be actively out searching for a job, which is you have a pet. This is be a prime example of why you're using the the very awesome little kennels right there. Mm-hmm. So, and then she said, you know, depending on the situation, that time frame could be extended. They take it on a case by case basis, but you are expected to kind of, like I said, take care of yourself, take care of your surroundings, take care of other people, meet with your case manager when you're supposed to meet with your case manager. Yeah. And then it looks like... um, Fair trade. Yeah. In 2021, their mental health program launched a new healing and wellness um, program. And in 2022, they held their first telethon, um, Call for Hope. So another great fundraising opportunity. And um, that brings us to our current year. So they're constantly growing and 
doing what they need to do in order to to raise money to help and yeah right now and we witnessed this they had like we saw people out washing sink washing dishes in the sinks built kind of off the back so right now they're going through another um renovation thank you that's the word i was trying to say rehab another renovation so they're continuing to grow the need is so strong Mm -hmm. they're continuing to grow and outgrow and so these funds and these fundraising opportunities these galas these 5ks the telethons are so important to bring money into this place and when we talked to christina yesterday I was a little surprised to hear her say that there are some things that she is paying for out of her own pocket. And one of the things that they're... Either that or she pay, she has to go out and purchase them with funds. Yeah. One of the things that they desperately need are going to be travel size toothpaste deodorant shampoos things like that and they put them all in a gallon size bag and then this is kind of what people are coming in and they're handing them to them as we're going into the summertime that's one of their big needs along with bottled water um underwear and summer clothes summer clothes Mm -hmm. um so what are we going to do about that i think we've talked about maybe you know doing starting a couple of um different drives to collect some of those items right so we want to do a quarterly drive and depending on kind of the season we mean one quarter we'll collect water so during the summer we'll be collecting bottled water we'll be collecting some of these hygiene items Uh, in the winter we'll probably shift towards something like blankets i want to continuously be asking people for dog dog food mm-hmm. um, because that's something that's overlooked yeah I mean there's still a very important aspect of the community and they need our care as well um, well I think too if anyone wanted to make a, a large donation or drop stuff off they do have a drive-through mm-hmm. drop-off donation area as well that you can drop your stuff off at any time. There's signs. You just drive over and it'll the signs will direct you where to go. Right. So there's pretty much nothing they won't take except for big, like, furniture items. But she said that what they can't use, they have another kind of a nonprofit come out and pick up. And they will use that stuff. And so I encourage everybody to give back to your community and to Pavarello House in some way. And if you can't do it financially, please consider doing it in a donation kind of a way. Of your or time. A, or yeah. a volunteer way. There are so many opportunities to give back. Yep. And it's, such, it's so needed. And I would love, as a realtor... The homeless situation here, you know they don't have much hope to ever have a house. And I remember one of our co-workers years ago brought in a, a gentleman who he had just helped purchase a house. 
and he had been on the streets. Oh, I do remember this. Do you remember that? Yes. It was so incredibly touching and rewarding. Mm-hmm. I would love to see some of these people be able to get to that home ownership mm-hmm. eventually in their lives. So it's just, but first things first, so we need to get them the help that they need, the mental help that they need, the get them their clothes and whatever kind of support services they need to get them kind of on the path to the life that they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And they do serve, I mean, let's go back to the food. They do serve between 200 and 250 meals a day. Yes. So I want you guys to think about the resources, how much resources that is that they're going through on a daily basis. And part of uh, the volunteerism. So when you go and you want to maybe contribute your time, uh, they put volunteers in various areas. I think the sorting clothes was one of them. Um, And also uh, volunteering in the kitchen. So meal prep was another area. And I think there was a couple other areas where if you wanted to go and volunteer your time, that's where you would volunteer. Right. And then if you're out driving around, keep some water bottles in your car Mm -hmm. this summer. And if you see someone who looks like they could use some hydration, give them a bottle of water. I always, I always, I always have water and snacks in my car and I'm constantly pulling over. Hey, and they always appreciate it so much. Yeah. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They are humans. They are God's children, just like the rest of us. I mean, have they made bad decisions? Are they just down on their luck? I mean, homelessness can happen to any of us, especially right now with this freaking inflation the way it is. So let's just take care of each other and treat each other with respect and kindness and give back to the community. And please go online. Check them out on the website. Look at the facilities. They have a map, and it shows everything. They have what the the, the pallet house that's not made out of pallets looks like, the, <laughs> the kennels. It's really, really cool. Um, so we encourage you to do that. Yep. And uh, we're, we're probably going to, you know, have a series of community organizations that we spotlight. So this was the beginning of our um, nonprofit organizations that um, – you know, you can get involved in and we'll have more for you down the road. Yep. So that's, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Who knows what that's from? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> yes. It's the Roadrunner. It's Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no, the Roadrunner. <laughs> <what he>, <laughs> yeah, the Red Roadrunner. I thought it was Woody Woodpecker. Oh, well, okay. I don't know. Y'all get to go. <laughs> if anybody's still listening to this, <laughs> let us know what that is. I'm going to Google it. Anyway, we hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you next Thursday for another enlightening podcast. Not yep. sure what it's going to be on yet, but I can promise you that it's going to happen. I think we'll have a guest. We'll try to hook up a guest. Same bat time, yep. same bat channel. Peace, love, and real estate. <laughs>